Kalkoff weekend mailbag is here. Another one. Get on, baby. Let's do it. And another one. And another one. Very easy to submit. Just go on iTunes and you leave us a review. And in the review, you leave a question. That's how you get in the mailbag. You want to watch it? It's on YouTube as well. Do it. You might be watching this. Okay, here we go. Mailbag. Diving in. Uh, this is from VGSKHY. Vigshi. Wish I was around for the radio show. Dot, dot, dot. Hey, fellas, love the podcast. Promo code HAM10 for my ease purchase. Question with the mailbag. With Bill resigning Cam Newton and absolutely reloading in free agency, I can't see how the Jimmy G trade makes sense now. I know Cam is not the best passer, but given New England's red zone efficiency with him and a renewed defense with opt-outs coming back, I see them as very difficult to beat. Also, if that is a damper to the Niners' hopes of packing Jimmy's bags, what are their options other than sending him to Houston? Obviously, this question before, uh, as we discussed on the last podcast, Houston is on uh, pause for the moment, obviously. But um, I still think New England is a destination for Jimmy, potentially. I don't think Cam changes that that much. Complete agreement. I think the Belichick would take him yesterday if he was offered Jimmy Garoppolo. I also think he might ask Jimmy Garoppolo to take a little pay cut. I don't Jimmy know. Jimmy would he'd, take it. I think. You yeah, you'd think maybe to like it might not be to like five, but it'd probably be. 15 maybe maybe like a 12 with some incentives to hit 20 or something yeah i mean look jimmy's contract's coming up so it is in his best interest to have as good a year as he could possibly have to be a place that wants him right so you go you do take a pay cut but you know this you know that bill wants you so if things go well you'll get a contract extension and they got players to throw to right and they got players to throw to you know kendrick Bourne. someone dm me and asked if they thought that, remember, because Matt Stafford said the one place he didn't want to go was New England. Yeah. If if he would have known everything was coming, would he have gone there? Or do you think this, like, uh, inspired Bill? I was like, well, no, I think the re- Patricia got a job there. He hates Patricia, one. And two, I don't think Belichick is like, Belichick did this because... He had the most money, and he, if you think about it, he didn't have to bid against people, right? Like this free agency, there were like four or five teams with a lot of money. No one really wants to go to the Jets. The Colts or were not – I saw someone say like the Colts are worried bigger picture. They're going to extend guys. They weren't into overpaying guys. The Jags are just trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Like who was Bill bidding against for all these players? I think in a normal year, he benefited from just – his team had set up. He was going to have cap space. The cap had come down, which was out of his control. And he was able to buy guys for relatively cheap. I'd say Matt Judon in a typical year with everyone cap space, instead of having to give him 35 guaranteed, maybe that number is like 48 and Bill's out. Bill got to buy guys for, he's like, yeah, that's probably more than I want, but I'm not in a bidding process. Yeah. The other thing was... I think he was comfortable with that. Aguilar, Bourne, these are not players whose own teams could... Re- their teams wanted to resign them, but couldn't. Um, yeah. So we'd eliminate Johnny those. Smith. They weren't going to resign. Johnny, yeah. Judon's not going to resign. Obviously, Hunter, Hunter Henry, Henry was would, not going to get resigned. Yep. So, uh, I, I would say also I, to, to your to the question you referenced. I think Stafford wants to be in the warmth. Uh, I think he, you know, I mean, him and McVay met in like Cabo. Uh, I think he wants to yeah. be in L.A. Like I, I think he wants to play for Sean McVay. Who could blame him? That team's really Listen, good as well. I've lived in California. 34 of my 36 years of life. It's changed a lot recently because, and it's probably always been like this, but really we don't have like, 
it's kind of just becoming the haves and the have-nots. It is by far the best state to live in if you're really rich. And to Matt Stafford, like, it's a no-brainer. Like, if you have unlimited money, this is a place to be. If you're just Mir Haberman, just got to scrape by. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, this is from Gorgeous B82. Lazy analysis. Love the show. I'm a new listener. One year. Ham is my weekly must-listen sports pod. That said, I hope you'll address the lazy analysis of Trey Lance. A Jordan Love comp? Really? Lance comes from a coaching staff that produced Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, two players with MVP caliber seasons on rookie contracts. System fit matters more than college stats. Example, Mahomes, Lamar. Uh, Lance fits the Niners offense, has already learned the skills necessary to run a pro style, not just a fullback. John, but calling protections at a line, identifying the defense, understanding the timing of route progressions relative to your dropbacks. Also, Kyle Shanahan has the most QB-friendly offense in football. Look at Jimmy G's 2019 advanced metrics. Lance at 12 for the Niners would be considered a steal. If they don't trade up, steps off soapbox. (laughs) Keep it going. The intro music is clutch. Oh, shout out to uh, Bonafide. Um, So... the Trey Lance didn't there didn't the head coach go to Wyoming? Did the, the offensive coordinator take over? Yeah, the, I don't, I don't the, know my the head coach. State information. <laughs> the head coach that signed him went that signed Carson went to Wyoming, and I'm pretty sure the that they had maybe they had a year with Carson. That coordinator went with them. So I don't Matt Entz I think is the head coach at North Dakota. I don't think he was. I think he might have been on the previous staff. I'm not sure. I will check that right now. Because you did a Wyoming game. The last couple of years, right? Yeah, I did one last coach year. Was a North Dakota State guy. Yeah. So no, the the guy who took over. Oh yeah, the guy who took over was the DC linebacker coach at North Dakota State, Matt Entz. But he was not the offensive coordinator. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think what this guy has going for him, or my Jordan Love comp, because I'm sure I, I think I said that was based on like like Carson and like uh, Trey Lance. Jordan Love fits the bill of like big time physical tools, big, fast, huge arm. Now Carson had had weird success because he had been hurt. Trey had just the one year and it was successful, no picks. My issue with him when talking about a project like Jordan Love is the hitchy motion, and it's like people need to kind of remake his motion a little bit like George uh, Rogers. When when the Packers got Rodgers, he had the, you know, holding the ball famously above his head. Yeah. And it was looked weird. Do you know what he doesn't do anymore? And he never did in the pros? That. Because they worked with him, they coached him up, and they changed him, and then his talent kind of arose. So when I say a project, like, it doesn't mean that he can't become a really good player. I, I think the Chiefs would tell you that we viewed Patrick Mahomes as a project. But you know, Carson went, or I mean, Carson Palmer was a project. He didn't start as a rookie. Like being a project used to be a good thing. Every minor league baseball player, right beside I don't know, really nobody, Bryce Harper maybe is a project, number 1 overall picks. Like most draft picks, I think a lot of draft picks just cuz if you're like Chase Young, he's probably not a pro- bad example. But most guys that get drafted in the first round, I think most of their coaches would be like, "Yeah, we got a lot to work on, man." <laughs> they just they just have at at, at a lineman or linebacker, you just have to play. But like, you know, Henry Ruggs from Alabama, I bet Gruden would say, fuck, we got, this is going to take us a while, right? 
That's you know because I started thinking. Well, I bet the Cowboys don't say that about CJ. Better not take a while. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. But when I say a while, I just mean the coach says he just has a lot to improve on. Yeah, at quarterback, just sometimes. I mean, Mel Kiper told us, and I've heard this around the NFL too. I don't think it's crazy. It's not. I, I this guy's going to go probably in the top ten. Like I don't, he's not going to be there. No lower than twelve. So so. I, I just mean a project, and f- it gets complicated because usually when you get drafted that high now, we don't sit guys anymore. Yeah. Really, the only reason the Dolphins could call off the dogs was because the guy was hurt. I guess the Chargers attempted to, but they were getting destroyed. Remember, after week one, Tyrod was kind of bad, and they barely be- beat the, the Bengals, Bengals, and yeah. everyone's like, what are we doing? I, You know where I stand. I'm adamant. What the, what are we, what the hell are we waiting for? I, I do think... Sorry. It's just I just play the quarterback from day one. If That's this guy's not ready to play day one, he's the one that makes the most sense. If you're if Jimmy Garoppolo's still your quarterback, yeah. To me, this guy this guy ideally makes sense with the Steelers, with Tampa, you know, with teams that have really old quarterbacks. Yeah, the, the I think he would make some sense probably in Atlanta. They were drafting really high, but Matt Ryan, you know, Arthur Smith had a lot of success with uh, Ryan Tannehill. I actually think Ryan Tannehill is probably a decent comp for this guy. Pretty big arm, big time athlete, big. Had not know, played a lot of. I mean, I mean, Trey Lance. Yeah, might I think have he was only like a two year starter or something. Tannehill was a receiver when he got to AM. Came in, yeah. All right, next up. Uh, oh, by the way, I think Dave Winfield's a guy that went straight to the big leagues. Doesn't happen. Coming up. Is that is that a is that a fair statement though? Every player draft in Major League Baseball is a project? Yes. I mean it takes forever. Yeah. Um hell, how fucked are the Cowboys? More golf talk. What sport would you want to be the third best player in? Do you see MLB taking over NBA number two slot in major league sport rankings in the US? So number one, uh Cowboys are in trouble if you're trying to win a championship. I think more so it's about the coach. Let's rattle through these. And I want the third question I really want to get to. More golf talk. No problem. Masters is coming. Yeah. Any response to those two before I move on? Uh, I, I think the Cowboys offense, if Dak's healthy, could be really, really good. It's just going to be a question on their defense. They hired Dan Quinn, who, you know, does Dan Quinn know he's doing a defense? We watched the Falcons. They weren't very good on defense. Uh, I'm excited to watch, you know, not excited. Not really, actually. Well, keep an eye on the Sony Open. Do you see MLB taking over NBA, the number two slot in Major League Sport rankings in the U.S.? I do not. Are we sure Major, uh, NBA is number two right now? Well, I think it's number two in just the amount of conversation, random conversation it gets. I, yeah, I mean, you could argue Major I, League Baseball does just fantastic. I think baseball's actually in a good place, too. I think they do good numbers locally, as you've predicted. Uh, and as we've discussed, I think it'll be big for them to have, uh, you know, bodies and seats. People should be going to baseball games this year in the summer, especially. But I think one thing the NBA does really well is just their star players are just big deal. And they sell shoes very efficiently. Fact. What you got to wear shoes. Now, here we go. What sport would you want to be the third best player in? I would like a little more context on this question, but it's a great question. What sport would you want to be the third best player in? Well, financially, it's without a question the NBA. Right, I mean, look the the we've seen the Warriors, their big three max. Look at the Nets, big three max. The Heat, big three max. The Celtics, big three max. 
Like I can be a Hall of Fame type player and get a max contract. It's no brainer NBA. Yeah, I also think in terms of the way I think part of this question might be about like just how big of a star are you if you're the third best player in a particular sport? I think if you're the third best player in the NFL, you are basically as big a star, almost as big a star as the biggest player in the NFL. Now, if the if the biggest star is Brady or Mahomes, you know, you're not going to be as big a star as Mahomes. Oh, oh, he meant third biggest star. Oh, oh, oh I thought he meant on a team. No. Uh, oh, what sport would you want to be the third best player in? Yeah, you're right. You, I, I was thinking about it wrong. On I, I thought he meant like sense. third best player. In, no, he meant in the league. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm CT West is who this question's from, by the way. Um, you know what I mean? Like in football, if we're just talking about stardom, third best, third biggest star in football is just as big a star. Now you could argue in basketball is the same way. Like basketball, I don't even well, know. Who's, Who's who would you say is the third biggest star in the NFL? It'd be if Brady's one, it'd either be Rodgers or Mahomes. So yeah, it's fucking massive. It's those three. Yeah, yeah. And in the NBA, you go NBA LeBron, right? LeBron's Kings, one. Steph, Harden, some variation of those. I'd say I I'd say all, the NBA and the NFL parallel each other pretty closely. Yeah, there. Yeah. I would choose one of those two over baseball right now. Yeah, I'd probably choose. I mean, basketball just career longevity too. But if you're a star, if you're the third best player, it means you're probably a quarterback. That sounds fun. Yeah, got a good old line. Butcherbox.com/slash/ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With Butcherbox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. Butcherbox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars 
I gotta tell you about the Eufy Video Lock. I've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy Video Lock and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required, and now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look. I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the 3-in-1 video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tacovas.com and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tacovas.com These boots are Austin-designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. 
Salandanka, Salandaka, 28. Salandaka, 28. Great show, guys. Been listening since the first go-around. Look forward to it every uh, early morning car drives to the office. Big Raider fan here, and I've defended my team and car for a while, but my patience running thin. I'm all aboard the Russ Raiders train. Realistically, what percentage chance would you guys say it has to happen? Uh, if not, could you see them loading up their defense and trading for a proven star, possible Daniel Hunter of the Vikings? Keep up the great work. So percentage on Russ to the Raiders. What well, feels the only remaining possibility based on his list? Again, the lists can change, uh, but based on his list, the only remaining possibility, I, I would say I texted someone that would have a decent idea and he thought it still felt really unlikely from the Raider standpoint. It's the only one, if you just base it on, we know for a fact, did you see that Ryan Pace and of course, John Schneider loves a good blue chip pro day was they ran into each other at North Dakota State Pro Day. Well, somebody DM'd us this, that they had a meal together, right? Yeah, so they, they see each other at the Pro Day, then they have the meal together. Obviously, Ryan Pace wants to talk to him, offers him a half of Chicago. And we said the whole time, there was nothing he could offer him. It, my take on a guy is that I think Ryan Pace is pretty crazy for kind of promoting how aggressive they are because ultimately, you'd be like, well, you offer two starters. It's like, well, it's probably a Keem Hicks Roquan Smith or Khalil Mack, those guys are going to be on your team next year. If I was one of those guys, like, screw you. Even if from the outside, of course you would offer one of those guys. It's just not ideal when you never were going to get them. Pete Carroll needs a quarterback. And that was one of the things, like, you don't have a quarterback to offer me. So I, I just, I, I mean, I, the Raiders, if John Gruden wanted it to happen, I, I do think they could get pretty aggressive to make them think twice about it. Someone said, or maybe I read, that ultimately Pete Carroll said no to the Bears. Obviously, it's Pete's choice. Yeah. He's the boss. Yeah. He's like, who's going to be my quarterback? Right. I have well, Khalil Mack can't play quarterback. Can Roquan Smith pay Wildcat? Like, what, what, are, what am I doing here? The other question is, do the Seahawks really... I mean, I get... I think someone else actually asked us about Russ, maybe... So if that's the case, I haven't. I don't. I try not to read the questions through all the way first because I want to react to them. But um, it's one thing for the Seahawks to be open to receiving phone calls in March. It's another thing for them to actually trade him. I think part of the psychology from Pete could be, yeah, okay, let's let them play. Let's let's let this thing just play out for a couple of months, and in the end, instead of shutting it down right away and slamming the door in Russ's face and making him feel like we're holding him hostage, we'll pretend, yeah, we'll take the calls and we'll listen to people. And uh, Russ can go around like being the one of the big off-season storylines and he'll get the star treatment because of it. And his name will be just constantly talked about and people will, you know, will feed that beast. And in the end, we'll just let the thing fizzle out. No one, no one will offer us enough. We don't really want to trade him anyway. And, uh, you know, by November, we'll forget that this thing ever happened. I could see that being their approach. Like, yeah, we'll answer phone calls. Why wouldn't we? But come on, we're not. Let's just let him have his fun. It's March. None of this matters right now. None of it. Uh, could you see the Raiders trading for a proven defensive star? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. We've been talking yeah, about it for a week. Were, yeah. I bet where they're pissed is they were like the three defensive stars that have been traded. I mean, they tr they were part of trading one, but the Khalil Mack, Jamal Adams, Jalen Ramsey, if that individual right now was unhappy, like the way Diggs was last year, it was like, Diggs probably going to get traded. But that guy was a defensive guy. I think he would be a borderline lock to be a Raider. Wouldn't you? 
Yeah, are there any defensive guys that are angry right now? No. I mean, everyone seems kind of happy. If Jamal Adams was the guy bitching and moaning right now and hadn't been traded, I would be like, the Raiders are going to take Gus Bradley. I, yeah. I mean, the Raiders tried to get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, this is from Ty M. Johnson. Mailbag question. Lifelong Seahawks fan here. I'll admit Russell's a bit of a character, but I'll be honest, I've never cared because his play's been throughout. That being said, over the last two, three years, he's consistently become more Hollywood and someone from the Pacific, North, West. That isn't what our fan base loves to see in our culture. Like, Pete, we want some dogs. I'm convinced that it all started when Sierra, said it right this time, became a bigger influence in his life. I would give two, three, I would give two or three first round draft picks for. Uh, for second contract, freshly divorced. <laughs> I would give two or three first round picks for second contract, freshly divorced Russell Wilson back. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think it's a, fair look, to a say, woman can't have a mass. Of course, relationships can change people dramatically. Well, yeah, I mean, historically, they have had massive moments on both ways, men and women. I, I think that he ain't changing. Uh, money and fame only makes it worse. She's not going away. They have multiple children. I mean, I've, I follow her on Instagram. I'm pretty sure she's pregnant right now with another one coming. I mean, they, yeah, they, they've produced several kids. Uh, they feel happily in love. You read the GQ article. They basically hold each other's hands when they, like, you know, cut each other's toenails. I mean, it's kind of weird. Honestly, it feels unrealistic and maybe completely fake, but maybe that's what he likes. I, I, I'm torn, like, is he fake or is he just him? And I, I think that's that's the debate. Like, the Russell Wilson debate is not, like, where he ranks in the hierarchy. Like, coming up next on Mad Dog and Francesa, where Russell Wilson is he a top 10 quarterback? Honestly, if you talk to anyone in sports, it's like, is this guy real or is he fake? And that, that to me, is the Russell Wilson debate right now. Because right. I think we all acknowledge, unreal player, what the fuck is his deal? Like, that is his debate. What the fuck is his deal? Yeah. I don't know. I'm so I, I, I mean, you know, I mentioned it the other day. I can I, believe both sides. He's I, a weirdo or he just completely morphed into a caricature. But, sure. But part of it doesn't matter ultimately because whichever it is, he, from what I've heard, having talked to, I mentioned this the other day, I just talked to somebody who played with him. He's just not an easy guy to connect with. So whether it's real or not, people just don't, you know, either way, the effect is the same on a locker room, apparently. So, yeah, I, I have a source. That, I mean, a little hearsay, but it was in the loop of what's going on in Seattle. I don't think he's loved in there, right? Coaches, teammates, you know, it's just... Think about in the NFL, when most people show up to work back in normal times, you right, you, you know, you wear semi-normal clothes, depending on what your job is, but I'd say minimum jeans, shirt, whatever. In the NFL, you literally just kind of show up in sweatpants early in the morning. You, you eat meals together. That's the other thing. In, in, in offices, people eat by themselves or whatever. In football, you, you have to kind of eat with your teammates. You're all kind of surrounded. You share lockers and showers together. You spend a lot of time together. I think it's a little awkward in there for him. Yeah. But here's the thing. He's so good that awkwardness never gets that weird, right? <sighs> Again, and, and you're not on bus trips all you know this you're not you're not yeah, it's not baseball yeah no. i'll say it again the, the response i got when i asked like what's his deal the response was uh he's not a bad guy i just people i i don't know if people it's hard to connect with so i why I, you see i don't think that's the thing with the russell debate weird guy non-weird guy just that's what he is no one acts like he's 
it's a little Tebow-ish. Like everyone acknowledged, like, I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a nice person. I think if you fell in front of him, he'd help you up. Like, I, I think it's, he's a good character person. <laughs> because that's the thing in the NFL, guy. That that's some, the standard. But there are some bad people. Like, it's, it's, it's a violent game. Bad person's never helped anyone up off the sidewalk? Come stumbling yeah, out of a dry cleaner? <laughs> true. Step over him? Yep. I went, I went to hit balls. I played a little golf yesterday in Nap, and I hit a, some range balls. I got a grass range. And I kind of moved over, like, you know, it breaks up the range into slots. Well, no one was on the slot, so I had it all to myself. So I wanted to get a good piece of grass, so I moved this thing over. And I kind of backpedaled back because I moved the rope yeah. back a little bit where I wanted to go. It caught onto my shoe. Somehow my other foot got tangled. I flipped back like this. I hit my back so oh. hard. I looked around. There ain't a soul around. I'm like, that's one of the most embarrassing things. Is <laughs> I, and as I'm falling, my golf cleat rakes one leg. I got this huge oh. red mark up my left shin. And I'm just absolute embarrassment, but no one saw. I tumbled. Ne I mean, hasn't happened to me in years. I mean, I hit it hard, too. Thank God it was grass. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's funny how you can be embarrassed without a soul around. It's just... Yeah, I hit hard. Uh, next up from Barry McCockiner, the internet legend. Uh, question for the pod. Would LaMelo have been what, the number what's, one... What's his name? Barry McCockiner. Isn't that like? Isn't that like the fake Twitter guy? Yeah, uh, yeah, Barry. Or is he on IG? Isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Barry's, I, I know Barry's big about. on the internet. This is Barry. This is Barry McCockiner one. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, question for the pod: Would Lamelo Ball have been the number one pick if he'd been allowed to play in the NCAA? If he had played in the NCAA? Uh, yeah, I you think you probably would've. know better than me. You think he would have? I think so. Well, if he would have shown, if he would have looked like this, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If he look, if he had played in the NCAA, he probably would have played a lot more, would have played maybe in an offense, would have played for a coach that people know. He would have gone to a big school. Um, so, yeah, I think it would have been the number one pick. The Timberwolves, though, had just traded for Cat's buddy, D'Angelo Russell, who needs the ball a lot and is basically their point guard. That's true. So they drafted Anthony Edwards. I'm just saying, like, he would have been, I think, the number one player. He was... If, I think if he had played NCAA basketball, he would have looked something like this and he would have uh, just been the number one prospect. Anthony Edwards is, was such a projection. Everybody in this last yeah. draft was. This next draft well, you is remember so much watching Lonzo? Draft. You remember watching Lonzo at UCLA? People were like, yeah, he's pretty good and he makes his teammates better and the team wasn't that good and they were like pretty solid. But it wasn't like eye-opening, like, oh my God, you got to have this guy. I remember thinking like, this guy's really going to go two in the draft. You watch LaMelo, you go, geez, Louise. Yeah. It would have been hard for him not to... Wh where was he going to go, assuming UCLA? Well, once upon a time, but then LiAngelo wasn't at UCLA <laughs> anymore. LiAngelo left. Yeah. If, LaMelo feels like he would have ended up at like a rando. Like a rando big program, though. Like a... Like a, like a Maryland or just something like, well, I didn't... You know, just something... That doesn't even feel quite right. See, I wouldn't have been shocked Pens if... Penn State. Texas, maybe? I wouldn't have been shocked. I guess like, I'm going to UCSB. I'm going to make UCSB. Like, I'm just going to have to be in I'm going to stay down here in Southern California. I'm going to, yeah, UC, uh, LA, what's the LA State School? Yeah, I mean, Northridge, Irvine, Long yeah, Beach State. Yeah, one of those. Like, I'm like just, that. something like that. I'm going to Long Beach State. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't shock me. Loyola Marymount. Maybe not that, but. 
Because they could make the tournament with them. Somebody right? would just be like, yeah, you guys, program's yours, LaMelo. I mean, or, do you know what actually would have made some sense? Like, I'm saying, I'm going to go to San Diego State. San Diego State. I can see him at San Diego That's State, pretty, kind of rebels. I, mean, I know. They, but what are they going to say, no to him? Well, no, of course. Of course you wouldn't say no. Maybe a bulldog. Maybe it could have been a Fresno State bulldog. Uh, this is Creative Chris coming from Three and Out. My name is Christopher, and I'm a young listener, 22 years old. I appreciate that you just volunteers the demographic like i'm a young listener 22 years old that's what we like i came over from your three and out podcast on collins podcast and i have to say i'm impressed keep it up your interactions with listeners like me are much appreciated so good job middle cough you brought us a listener <laughs> no i mention our podcast all the time wasn't even a question actually chris we just you know we'll read compliments <laughs> thanks chris good to have you man tell us more dm us more we want to know more about the 22 year old listener we need yeah, some we more information no cap no cap <laughs> Uh, oh, and the last thing I had was just the, the uh, I, this wasn't actually a mailback question. I just had it loaded up here. This was uh, the tweet about um, what Kyle Long had to say about the Raiders. We don't need to revisit that. <laughs> That's me, guy. That's me. I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't yeah, do that yeah. on purpose. Uh, and then I had to yeah, have a great weekend. Last thing, what John, you real say? quick. Sorry. I just, I had to, uh, somebody, I got some DMs in the uh, IG that I uh, didn't see until the other day. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll, again, D- IGDMs, we can try and work some of those in. But as always, iTunes it up. People give us a review, a question there. And uh, yeah, thanks for all your support, as always. Godspeed, people. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.